Hail and hello, everyone. Welcome to the Random Heathen Ramblings podcast, a Midgard Musings production. Join me, Jesse, your host, as we discuss random heathen-related topics and various other things in an attempt to find where, if any, heathen worldviews can be applied. You can support this podcast by clicking on the Linktree link in the description or show notes. You can also follow me on all of my social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and become a patron on Patreon. Join me every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Central on all major podcast streaming platforms, including Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and many, many. If you wish to have your voice heard on the Random Heathen Ramblings podcast, you can dial in to 615-671-9832. Thank you all once again for listening to the Random Heathen Ramblings podcast. Enjoy and hail to you all. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Yes, yes, yes. Hell and hello. And welcome to you all. Thank you so much again for listening and tuning in to this week's Random Heathen Ramblings podcast. It's good to see you all back again. I hope you've all had a great uh, week, weekend, um, you know, getting ready for the weekend coming up. We're, it seems like those days just keep, uh, get just, they just keep on a coming, guys. They just keep on coming. Um, but anyways, yes, thanks for tuning in. Got a fun episode lined up for us today. Another uh, listener supporter requests. I'm going to be doing the next few episodes with some suggestions that you find folks have uh, given me through a recent Facebook post. I believe they got shared on Instagram. I don't know. I'm having some questionable, um, questionable things happening with my Instagram that's linked to the Midgard Musings Facebook page. I can't, I don't have like the app. I don't download the app or whatever. So all, all the stuff that I see is done through the the Facebook or metaverse or whatever they call it now. Um, analytics, you know, and they're constantly changing things. So hopefully it's all still going to Instagram, but um, figure that part out later. But yeah, I'm getting some or have gotten some really good suggestions on topics of discussions for these ramblings. So the next, I don't know, couple of episodes or so at least um, are going to contain your requests and i openly welcome them at any point in time you know so as we mentioned in the intro if you want to toss me a topic for discussion you can write into midgardmusingstn at gmail.com you can uh you know at me on twitter you can dm me on facebook i don't get the dms on instagram so that's out of the question you can also 
comment in the description area of this YouTube video if you're watching the podcast on YouTube um, or call into the Midgard Musings hotline 615-671-9832. So before we get into the topic of discussion, um, we are going to course light incense and I got a different drink that I'm going to pour for us today. Uh, for myself today you guys aren't having any because obviously i'm here by myself but you're gonna see me drink a different drink today um but today's incense sticks that i selected um on this beautiful incense and candle light uh, tea candle holder and incense burner um we've got a balsam stick and a ginseng and green tea i believe So we'll see how those two pair with each other. We'll see how that goes. I think that one's lit. Yeah, that one's lit. Now let's give this one a go. Okay. Yeah, that'll work. Beautiful. Beautiful. And... Aromatic. That balsam and the ginseng and green tea combos are quite lovely. Um, so we got that out the way. Now, this next thing, um, my drink. <laughs> uh, and and yeah, you guys can give me crap all you want. This is a like a beer stein. I'm not drinking beer. Obviously, if I was, that'd be some pretty thick and red beer. Um, but this is not what you think it is. This is definitely not blood, although it is the makings of a Bloody Mary. Um, I have not added the vodka yet. Um, this is a pretty spicy one. Um, I forget the brand. I've, I've had this one before. I picked it up a while ago, and it's quite, it's quite, quite tangy. Um, threw a little bit of lime juice in there. But this is the, you know, the, the piece de resistance as they say in uh, places that say such things, the vodka. So <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is comical. It's a novelty item, obviously. Um, but this is Russian vodka. Vodka 18, product of Russia. That's all it says, um, but it's obviously shaped in the um, style of an AK-47 assault rifle. Um, it's almost all gone. This was a gift um, from my friend who is originally from Belarus, um, and he lives here in the States now. He lives in Nashville, actually, and he's been my good friend uh, for probably close to 20 years. I've not made a Bloody Mary with this yet. Um, They say, I guess you can get these things readily available in the States. I'm not a vodka drinker, so I don't. I can't say for sure that I've seen one of these, but apparently they're not too uncommon. But I just I thought the thing was was really nifty. Of course, I'm going to save it um, and I've drank most of it already. Just I do like pickleback shots or as in in, in Russia, um, vodka i agurtsik is the vodka and pickles. It's a tradition, I think, specifically during like the New Year uh, celebration. So like during New Year's, instead of champagne, they're drinking vodka and pickles. But it's a really good combination so it's not like your typical whiskey pickleback where you take a shot of whiskey and then a shot of pickle juice or pickle brine it's dill pickle of course it's not that bread and butter sugary stuff 
Um, but this is again uh, why most of it's gone. So we're just going to go ahead and you know add a an amount. We don't measure things around here. We just pour until our ancestors tell us to stop. That's eh, probably about good. Probably about equal parts mixer and booze. Um, this is not the traditional way to fix a Bloody Mary, of course. I know that. Um, let's just go ahead and give that a, a little spin. That might actually, I'm not going to believe myself for saying this, but that might even be a little bit too much vodka. Mm, nah, not really. So anyway, there it is now. It's a lot different looking than it was before, but still pretty, uh, still pretty bloody looking. So. Mm. Yeah, that was probably for most people anyway. That's like that's way too much. That's way too much vodka. The vodka really comes through on this, but I like my drinks strong, and I want to taste, you know, more than just the mixer on things. Otherwise, it's not even it's it's pointless. I guess it is you know, I'm not going to taste the booze. Then why is even the booze in there? So it's a ridiculous thing. Um, there's no ice. I didn't shake it. I didn't, you know, add the the rim uh, glass, you know, seasoning around the glass, the celery, the the horseradish, the, the this and that. It's just a real quick thing because it's all I've got in the house right now. Got to go out and uh, restock my uh, scotch supply. So it's a Bloody Mary today. And since this is a uh, airing during the morning hours of Thursday. This is this is when the podcast airs. It looks a little bit more realistic, right? We're we're drinking Bloody Marys. It's a it's a popular breakfast or brunch uh, beverage. Um, it's one of my favorite brunch breakfasts. I'm not a, a brunch or breakfast drinks. I should say. I said I said that the drink was a breakfast. Which, man, I guess you could make it a breakfast. It's it's got your, you know, vegetables. It's got your grain and the alcohol. It's got your um fruits with the lime and if you're going to add other things to it like um you know any other sort of uh accessories that i've seen beef stick i've seen pepperonis i've seen you know sausages i've seen jerky um there's a place around here that i want to try it's they got a whole freaking chicken inside of the thing it's like 55 ounces of uh, a fishbowl drink with a whole fried chicken dumped in there um but that's not what today's topic of discussion is and i appreciate you guys and, and gals out here indulging me while i talk a bit about my bloody mary that you know i'm having um <clears throat> but today's topic of discussion is a, a again a viewer request um and i won't say the last names but i'm just going to say this is a request from Kristen on the facebook post from a couple of weeks back wherein i asked hey what do you guys want to hear um rambling on the podcast what what are some of the things that you would like to hear um so the the topic that Kristen was asking about um is the topic of establishing a kindred or establishing a group establishing a tribe that sort of thing and i've and i've talked a lot about the importance of tribe and the importance of having groups to assemble with you know like-minded people who you can share in ritual with and, and experience the 
the beauty of what heathenry is. Um, so that's what today's topic is going to be about. And before we get into all that, a um, couple of more housekeeping things. I got two announcements to make. One is that um, next weekend, so the weekend of uh, the 18th in Springfield, Tennessee, I think I, I mentioned uh, this a couple of podcasts ago about Sunablot. I mentioned during the podcast, I said Spring Hill. That's wrong. This is in Springfield, which is uh, north northeast or so of Nashville. Spring Hill is south, so that would have been bad. I've been like, where is it at in Spring Hill? Well, it's not in Spring Hill, Jesse, you moron. It's, it's in uh, Springfield. So anyway, Springfield, Tennessee. Um, the event link is going to be posted in the description and show notes of this podcast. So if you're interested about what I'm talking about, there you go. But anyway, it is a midsummer or summertime uh, heathen gathering celebration hosted by the fine people of the Raven Moon Hearth Kindred, uh, which is a uh, Germanic heathen, um, you know, uh, Germanic polytheist group. They have a lot of um, public events throughout the year. They do their um, <clears throat> Feast of the Fallen, usually in the early spring. They have Sunabloat, and then they have Shadowmoot uh, towards the end of the year in like October or so. And uh, so these are open public events. These are things that are, um, you know, they, they, they welcome in not just heathens, but, but any other sort of eclectic pagans, neo-pagans, um, anybody that's just interested, curious, wants to come and check them out. Um, this year's going to be a really fun turnout, I think. Um, I know the chieftain, Greg, he's, he's um, a good friend of mine and has been on this channel, the YouTube channel before. And uh, we haven't really like, we may have actually talked as far as on the podcast once before. I think he may have been on the podcast, but if you guys are on, on, the, on the YouTube channel, go uh, to my YouTube channel, Midgard Musings, um, and just search uh, my video catalog for anything to do with Greg Strong or Raven Moonhearth, and you'll see. Um, but he's, he's a great guy. They've got games. They've got a ritual planned. Uh, they're, they're opening up camping to those folks who want to stay, you know, late overnight, uh, you know, enjoy their drink and stuff like that and still be, be safe uh, without having to worry about traveling, you know. Um, but it is going to be there in Springfield. I'm not staying the whole night, but I will be there on Saturday, June 18th. My wife and I are going and hopefully uh, other folks uh, associated and members of my tribe, clearly folk. Um, so it's going to be a fun kind of intertribal gathering. Um, I will be there offering rune readings um, for a nominal fee. Um, so for 10 bucks, you show up, you get a ticket for the event through, um, through Raven Moon Heart. They have a PayPal uh, ticket link that's going to be, again, shared in the event uh, description, you know, the event details in the description below. Um, so I think like a day pass is 20. The weekend, if you're going to stay over Saturday into Sunday, uh, is 25. Um, and it also covers your, you know, your, they're going to be cooking, they're going to have food, um, and it's, it's all, you know, provided by the hosts and hostesses and, and, and such. Um, so that covers your lodging and meal, um, for, for, for the next day. So, um, I will be of course, um, asking for a nominal $10 fee for rune readings while we're there. Um, that does help of course, support the podcast. It helps support the channel, helps support what I do here, um, on this. So 
I hope to see folks there if you guys are in the area and you're willing to travel a little bit, even if you're outside of the immediate Nashville or Middle Tennessee area. Um, I do know some folks who are coming from outside as far as like, uh, you know, the Fort Campbell, Clarksville, Tennessee area, um, possibly those coming in from out of state, um, Kentucky. Um, not sure about where else, maybe out east in Tennessee, like the uh, Chattanooga-ish area, perhaps. Um, but yeah, wherever you guys are, I do hope that if you're in a close enough proximity that you'll be able to make it. And if you do, please uh, let me know that you know me through the page or know me through the podcast or the channel or whatever. I'd love to get some photos with people, you know, get introduced to, to, to you folks in person. Um, should be a fun time. So that is, again, next Saturday, June 18th. Um, and then the uh, Sunday after that, um, here in uh, the Murfreesboro, Tennessee area, uh, we will be having a public moot or meetup called the Middle Tennessee Heathens Meetup or MTH Meetup. Um, and that is just a kind of like, hey, we're going to agree to be at a certain place at a certain time just to be able to meet and, and interact with, with folks in the area to try to get to establish some new connections, you know, meet new faces, see old friends, um, reacquaint ourselves with each other. Uh, we used to do these things on a somewhat regular basis several years ago um, before the world got flipped upside down with the pandemic and all that. And it's been a long time since we've done them. So we're excited to reintroduce that. That's gonna be at the McAllister's Deli on Medical Center Parkway in Murfreesboro. Um, so again, if you are close enough or in the area and you're just wanting to come out and meet, say hi, have a bite to eat at the deli. They do have really good food and it's a nice relaxing and, and, and very casual uh, place to, to assemble and meet new people and just kind of get a chance to, you know, know, what it's, know what's going on in the area. Even if, even if you're not heathen, you know, if you're heathen curious, if you're of another type of a pagan, uh, non-Germanic pagan, you know, Celtic pagans, I, we, I know we have some uh, Roman reconstructionists in, in the MTH group. Would love to meet different folks and, and know what your backgrounds are and just generally have a, a nice time of getting to know each other and, and build our community. All right. So I think that's all the housekeeping stuff. As you guys um, are listening and watching, don't forget that you can support Midgard Musings in many different ways. The link tree link that's posted in the description show notes of all of these podcasts is the easiest way for you to know how to support. There's Patreon, there's merchandise, there's uh, uh, channel memberships, um, all that fun stuff. So check all that out along the way as we go. But let's jump in to the topic of today, which is establishing a kindred. People are wondering, at least Kristen is, uh, wants to know about establishing a kindred and, and I guess, you know, what it takes. And it's a good question, but it's a loaded question. So we're going to just ramble on for a bit and kind of just, you know, maybe hit some of the more important points of it all. All right. So anytime that I hear about, you know, folks interested in starting something like a kindred or, or, a, you know, we use the term kindred and we use the term tribe kind of interchangeably in most instances of Germanic heathenry, the kindred model, um, does have a lot of similarities or um, familiarities to what you would see in like a church uh, structure, you know. Um, it, it, it's, it's built very similarly, whereas the tribal 
uh, approach to things is is a bit more organic. I feel like there's 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 definitely organizational structure to that group, um, and a lot of times people will just call themselves, you know, whoops, bump the mic a bit. Uh, they they'll call themselves a kindred and and approach a very tribal uh, style of of heathenry and, and 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 working together and being a group. Um, but I think that no matter what you call yourselves, whatever the title you put to the to the group, it's you know it's a it's a collective of people of like minded people um, who are wanting to have a close knit group of 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 individuals, families even uh, to share in ritual with, to share in in events with, you know, go out on outings, you know, whether it be camping, hiking, uh, dinner events, you know, rituals. Um, celebrations of heathen or pagan uh, holy tides, um, holidays, that sort of thing, and, and, and have a group to be able to do that with that you know and trust. Um, and that's very important, especially in uh, Germanic heathenry, because I, again, so much of what I feel I've, I've come to realize over the years of, of my pagan journey as, as a heathen is the importance of tribe and the importance of having people who you know and trust that you've um, built and established weird and frith with you know you, you've tied weird i should say the, the weird is already there but you've tied each other's uh weird together your webs have uh interwoven and uh there there's there is um frith that is established the, the the mutual sense of obligation to each other um so some of the important things i think to remember when considering that is as with most things Uh, need to be looked at. What is the purpose, right? What is your purpose of establishing a kindred or a tribe? I think it should start with that. Why do you want to do this? And if it's, you know, if you've already had that established, if you're like, well, I'm, you know, I already know why, I just need to figure out the mechanics of it all and the logistics of it all, then that's great. Um, but I'll use, you know, the Middle Tennessee Heathens uh, Facebook group as an example. We have a Facebook group that is an open online community. Yes, it is a private Facebook group because it is um, needed to be such in order to vet membership requests. You know, it's, it's a very simple um, vetting process where, you know, instead of just letting everybody and anybody join a group and, and potentially spam or, or you know, share information that is volatile or, or try to promote or push any sort of, you know, negative, bigoted um, nastiness, uh, you know, in, in, a, in an online community, we have, you know, certain questions. So, you know, are you going to agree to these rules? Are you going to um, be supportive of people regardless of their, you know, uh, uh, political uh, and sexual orientations and, and, and all that kind of stuff? Are you don't agree not to post anything racist, you know, all these types of like checks and balances that you have to put in place for, for running or, 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 or having an online community nowadays. Stuff like that is important. Um, but in terms of actually the doing of the, of the, of the kindred type stuff, um, I'm seeing, and the reason why I mentioned the, the Middle Tennessee Heatings Group is I see one of the membership questions to join is, are you currently a uh, single or solitary practitioner? Or are you a member of a kindred slash tribe? And if not, are you looking to be part of one? 
you know, so it's like a, a, a multiple choice question. I am either a solitary practitioner. I am a part of a member. I am, I am a member or part of a kindred or tribe, or I am not a member, but looking. And I would say that most of the people that request to join MTH are not members of a tribe or kindred, um, but they're looking, they're looking to be part of something. So for folks that are looking to be part of something in their area that maybe they don't have something established, they may look to establish it themselves. So that could be a good reason why, you know, there's really nothing in my area, you know, or what is in my area doesn't fit the, 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 the type of heathen that I, that I am. And, and it doesn't line up with the, you know, the, the, the approach that I want to take and my spirituality and in my religious observ observances of this folk way and, and, and so forth. So once you get past all of that, once you get past the, the basics of it, I think it's going to be a little bit different for, for each individual or for each group of people. Maybe it's a, a collective of friends, uh, of people who have known each other for many, many years that are, that are close and near and dear, almost like kin to each other, much like clearly folk has, has started to be. You know, this was a collective of, of individuals who um, agreed to formulate this, this tribe with the same goals in mind, you know, to have a, a Germanic pagan uh, tribe in the area that, that focuses on observing, you know, the, the heathen holy tides as attested to in some of the historical sources, like how we observe our historical Yule, how we observe our, um, the historical uh, references to Sigurdblot and, and how we and when we do all these things, winter nights, another one, right? So, once all of that has been established, then comes the time of right now, what do we do to establish it? And this is where I feel as modern heathens, um, we have a lot of opportunity to utilize the various online resources that are available to us for good. Um, there is no tribe just online, right? There's no way that we can recreate the, the true meaning of tribes and kindreds online. You can have Facebook groups, you can have Discord servers, you can run those various online forums to be a um, sort of like hub, a, a digital hub, as it were, or a digital meeting place uh, for folks. But you're not going to have the true interpersonal tribal relations online without having something brick and mortar, without something grassroots existing um, to experience that it's just like with um some of the pagan events that that occur in the area right around us in nashville or the, the middle tennessee area you know raven moonhearth has their public events um nashville pagan pride is another one um the, the organizers and, and and um individuals who uh rally around to uh organize the nashville pagan pride day and the pagan unity festival which actually just um recently you know wrapped up puff is a huge gathering um a festival a pagan festival with a bunch of uh craftsmen and women uh vendors workshops uh public rituals things that are led um a great work in getting people together at the grassroots level the in-person level you can't recreate that same feeling by just having it online and i remember vaguely during the pandemic uh, or shortly after the pandemic started, maybe even been that year when Puff 
um, the Pagan Unity Festival folks um, decided to do their thing online, mainly online because of all of the, the restrictions that were in place, the quarantines, the, you know, you can't meet at places. There's all these, you know, guided rules and, and, and stuff that, you know, prevented us from getting together. They, they, they did something, I believe, mostly through like Zoom. And there was, I mean, <laughs> I don't, I, I didn't go, I wasn't, I wasn't an attendee. I just remember sitting back and watching and kind of like hearing some of the, some of the things that took place. And I mean, there was a lot of challenges about all, uh, you know, that they, that they endured throughout all that. And, and there was a lot of negative um, feedback, you know, not that they didn't do their best, not that they couldn't, you know, accomplish what they were trying to accomplish, but just the, I think, it, it, it proved to me, right, that stuff like what we're trying to do, the the whether it's Puff or, or National Pagan Pride or, or Raven Moonhearth and their public events or these Middle Tennessee heathen meetups or or establishing a tribe or a kindred, right? It just it proves to me that you, you all this online stuff only goes so far. When you're actually trying to do the heathen thing or trying to be the pagan, you know organize those pagan uh get-togethers and stuff like that there there's no way to effectively do that by just having it online so that's a good thing you know because a lot of people might think well it's you know it's easier to gather when you know you don't have to worry about driving to a place or meeting at a certain place that's part of the experience it's part of it that's part of why it works so well is because if you can't step out of your little bubble there if you're not willing to go out and meet new people and how worthy are you to actually be a part of something you know if you're if you're too reclusive if you're too secluded if you're too solitary and again not to take away from those that are solitary practitioners if that's you know the way you like to be a, a pagan then by all means don't stop um i'm just you know saying that for those that are looking to be a part of something you're gonna you, to be a part of it means you're gonna have to be a part of something in person there has to be that there has to be that in place so how does that whole thing get kicked off? How do you start all that? You can use these online platforms, right? You can establish things like, hey, this group is going to be here at a certain date and time, kind of like these Middle Tennessee heathen group uh, meetups that we have. We're going to be there at a certain date and time, you know, just to like grab a bite to eat, or we're going to play pool, or we're going to, you know, go for a hike or whatever and come on out and meet us. And, and then when you get to meet people, that is when the seeds get planted is that is, and that is when you start to determine the caliber and measure the caliber of people in your area and you're going to be able to know that these are the types of people that i want to have more events with that i want to tie more of my weird with and then hopefully you're the type of person then that they want to share and tie more of their lives with and, and and then next thing you know um the the natural organic growth into things closer knit than just an overall community because what what some people i think get um or or, or, or what some groups can potentially get into the the trap of is when they establish this online you know facebook group or, or discord server or online chat room or, or whatever you know you could you could the barriers the lines between what it is and what you're trying to do get lost right 
the Middle Tennessee Heathens group is not what Hurdy folk is. Yes, there are members of Hurdy folk in that group. There are also members of other tribes in that group. It's just that digital hub. It's just that digital meeting place of, oh, wow, you guys are um, in Middle Tennessee. Okay, well, we're in West Tennessee, or we're in East Tennessee, or we're a little bit north of you or south of you, right? And no, oh, you guys are doing something. Well, cool. I'm coming and I'm bringing, you know, a few of my tribesmen and women, or I'm bringing some of my group to, to meet and let's, let's get to know each other a bit, right? That's what those things are for. It's not to replace the existing or attempt to uh, formulate and establish uh, something. So bear that in mind too. Don't, don't get lost in the fact that, oh, I've got a Facebook group of 500 people and that's my tribe. No, that's your online group. You know what I mean? That, that's a bunch of different people who are agreeing to common rules and, and, and have commonalities amongst each other. And, you know, who knows how many of those X amount of hundreds of people or dozens of people that are in that group would end up being worth to become part of your tribe or become part of the tribe that is, you know, established. Um, one other thing too, is that once you start getting to know people, you know, because again, relationships start from um, meeting of strangers, you know, so there's that bubble that you kind of have to step out of. Some, some of us out here are solitary because of our um, uncomfortableness with dealing with other people, you know, and, and, and getting to know other people. It, it, it makes us uncomfortable to branch out and get to talk to people and, and all that. And I get that. Um, but the nice thing is that especially if you're starting something yourself and you're uh, uh, be, being the one to initiate it, you set the ground rules, right? If you're comfortable in a very public area like a Starbucks or a deli or a restaurant or a, uh, whatever, then you've got that, you know, you, you set the tone. You're on your home turf, as it were, and you can um, be comfortable um, whenever you feel like you need to leave, get up, whatever. You, you've got that control. Um, so anyway, once you get to know people that are strangers and you start building relationships and then relationships become friendships, friendships are where it starts. And the friendships, the alliances um, are where things can start to uh, become into your kindred, your, your, your tribe, your, your group. Uh, one thing that I would definitely be sure to say is that don't try to force anything on anybody, you know, um, you don't want to just be like, yeah, this is a group of pagans and heathens. And oh, by the way, I'm trying to start a tribe. You want in, right? We're taking members. We're looking for members. We, you you want to join? You want to, you know, don't, don't, don't treat like meetups and stuff as like a, you know, an opportunity to recruit people that can seem a bit pushy. And it, and it also, I think takes away from the, the natural and organic way that tribe develops because if it's pushed if it's forced um it's not going to last you know don't rush into it don't be like all right we, we got our first meetup out of the way all right and i've known these people for a week or two weeks or a month boom let's go ahead and let's call ourselves a tribe now let it happen organically you know and i think it's all going to depend on the the the, the work you put into it you're going to get as much out of it as you put into it you know if your life uh, you know, your, your job, your, your relationships, your, your personal life, um, your, your priorities need to be in place as well. Um, and if you're taking too much 
out of those other important things. Like if your personal and home life is suffering just to try to develop a tribe, you got to readjust your priorities because where you should be focusing your attention and, and, and heart on the most should be in your own hearth under your own roof tree, however big or small that is, you know, and make sure that that is well and established. Make sure that you have a good and strong hearth cult uh, to build off of because that needs to exist before you can. And here's the other thing too, like kind of just branching off into other topics, but like I always see people always worried about um, not all people, but I see a lot of people that have been, you know, worried about, you know, how they do this with the gods and how they sacrifice and how they blah, 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 blah. The gods, the gods, the gods. And they've, they've skipped to that part and, and not addressed how do I um, establish a relationship with my ancestors? How do I gift and share space with the Vaitir? Um, where is my hearth cult? Do I have one? You know, um, a lot of us do. We just don't call it that. You may not call it a hearth cult, but you know, from the moment you get up in the morning to how you prepare your tea or coffee and what you do throughout the day, like when you sit down to read for the evening or, or, you know, all these little, little habits, all these little rituals, as you, as, as you may want to call it, right? Like that's your hearth cult, man. Like that's part of your hearth cult. It's not obviously the, you know, daily habits and stuff don't necessarily constitute hearth cult but the way that you heathen in the sanctity and in the sovereignty of your home needs to be strong and it definitely needs to be strong if you're going to think about either joining or starting your own kindred or tribe because without that strength at home without those roots being planted strongly and firmly there first then you're not going to have anything you know strong to establish or, or build off of later so Meetups are a great way of doing it, using your online presence, using online forums to ask like, hey, guys, I'm going to be in this area. If you know anybody, come meet, come say hi. I'd love to meet the folks in my area. Start, start with that. And then as friendships build, as, as alliances are tied, maybe you, you know, start talking about things. And next thing you know, there's, there's more and more commonalities. And then, you know, the, the conversation ventures into, well, this is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to establish something that is a you know, a grassroots tribe or kindred of, of, of like-minded folks. And next thing you know, wow, the other person's like, dude, I've been looking for something like that. I would love to be a part of that. What do you need me to do? How can I help? Oh, I know this, that, and the other person. I can, you know, we can, you know, get books together. We can have regular meetings. We can, you know, start networking like that. But it has to start organically. It has to start, you know, with meeting people first and establishing those alliances and those friendships first. And letting it grow organically. I, I, I can't stress that enough, guys. Don't, don't push for, oh, man, it's been three months and I don't have a tribe yet. I mean, you set yourself some goals, but don't, don't try to uh, force the tree to grow uh, too quickly beyond what it should take to grow naturally. Because the reason why things take so long to establish, the reason why things may seem a bit um, drawn out and, you know, you may be feeling discouraged is you're not seeing the growth take place up above because things are happening underneath the surfaces. Roots are being established. Precedence is being set. You know, the foundation is being laid. All that stuff that happens subterraneanly, like it's happening under the surface. You're not going to see the oak tree grow into a mighty and strong 50 foot tall, you know, 30 inch round monster or whatever. Um, 
and that's not even a big oak tree, but you get what I'm saying. It's, you know, you're not going to see that happen overnight. It's going to take a long time. It's going to take years. But in the meantime, what's happening underneath the surface, those roots are establishing. They're, 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 they're taking hold. And then that's going to allow everything up top to grow and flourish, you know? So look at it that way. Take it, take, take time. Um, so establishing a kindred should be just like establishing anything. Um, you want to make sure that you've got a, a good and wholesome root system established, a strong root system, a healthy root system established before uh, any growth can take place. Um, and, you know, if there are other people who are of similar minds, you know, like if you have people that think of the same thing as you or think similarly enough to you that want to uh, be the help that you need, you know, that way not one person is doing. And that's the other thing, too. Tribe is about coming together to help one another. You know, it's not about one person does everything. It's about everybody has a position. Everybody has a place. Everybody has a responsibility. And all of those resp shared responsibilities come together to be that support system that you guys rely on. You know, um, that's, I think, a lot of the time why when kindreds and stuff are being established or, or growing, there's, the, there's a lot of um, hurdles that take place because you're growing, man. Like you're learning about each other. You're learning, your, you're, you're learning about your identity as a tribe. You know, so in the young stages, it's kind of like us as individuals and we are, when we are young and growing, we are, we are finding ourselves and we are establishing ourselves. And there's times when we're getting a little bit wild and crazy and we, we, we get away from who we really are because we're exploratory, we're, we're learning, we're figuring it all out. Same thing's going to happen. You're probably not going to do the same thing in five years of your tribe's existence that you did the first few months of it being a thing. I can say that you know, for, for the short period of time that Heredy Folk has been a tribe, you know, our, our customs, our things have, have grown and we're still very new. We're still very young. I mean, we're going into our, I guess, you know, really, truly second year, uh, or we just passed our second year, you know, things kind of started right around the time that the pandemic hit the world. So we've been doing things like the way we've been doing it ever since. So, you know, we're only two years into this. You know, I don't have the most tenured experience or, you know, and, and stuff to, to that. But I can say that as far as how our tribe was established is how I would look for anybody to want to establish anything. Take your time, go easy, nourish the roots, you know, and establish that with the people who you have to establish it with. If you guys are on the same page, if you're looking to accomplish the same things, or if the person who is launching it, establishing it, is a strong enough leader to take consensus from other people that are interested. You know, not everybody needs to um, be equals as far as all that goes, but they have that support system. There is, hey, I think this is the way it should be, or I think I agree with you. I want to, I want to support you in your decision to do it that way. That's good enough too. You know. And then, and then go from there and then just take those small steps, you know, take those baby steps, nourish everything um, from the roots and then watch the thing grow, watch it become something. And don't be afraid to prune a little bit once that growth takes place, because without pruning, without maintaining it, 
it's going to grow out to be something wild and crazy and and out of control you know storms will come through and we'll and we'll knock down some of those branches and and you know things are going to take hold that may cause some rot to set in um, and you got to address it you got to you know pesticides bro you know things that are going to come in and, and damage the growth uh, or try to entropy things like that that will kind of undermine or attempt to at least undermine the growth that's part of the growth process that's part of it all it's not just oh we we, we dunged the tree we we planted the, the seed and we took care of it we watered it we fed it and now there's nothing left to do let's just let it do its thing no man once it takes off and once it starts doing its thing then it's even i think more of a uh of an important thing to to make sure that it's growing healthy and strong and that you're pruning it where it needs to be pruned and you're taking action when the rot sets in or when there's disease or when there's a storm that comes and knocks things loose a bit and you need to you know nourish some regrowth the tribal thing the kindred thing it's a living it's it's living it, it has to be tended to in that way and everybody has a part in it so as long as you are organically seeking that out and not trying to force anything um, then it will happen and it will happen in its right time and, and you're off to a great start so thank you Kristen, for that question and and i hope that this has helped you and maybe others who are looking at either joining something or starting something in your area i hope that it's helped and i hope that it's given you some some food for thought so um that's going to wrap today's episode up this week's episode um, if you did enjoy it um, on whatever platform you're listening to, if the, if the platform prompts you for any sort of engagement, whether it's comments, upvotes, shares, you know, please do so in that way. It does help out with um, the various algorithms and understands that, hey, this is something that every week uh, we need to help push out there and kick out there. Don't forget that this coming weekend um, or, you know, this, this next coming weekend of June 18th is Suna Bloat in Springfield, Tennessee hosted by Raven Moonhearth. I'll be there. I'm looking forward to seeing others there as well. And then the week after that on Sunday, June 26th, the MTH Heathens, you know, Middle Tennessee Heathens meetup in Murfreesboro at uh, McAllister's Deli on Medical Center. So that wraps things up for today. Um, I want to thank all of my uh, patrons on Patreon. That's going to be uh, Janet King, uh, M. Darby, and um, who is it? Adam? I think it's Adam. Um, you guys are awesome. Thank you for your ongoing uh, patronage at the Jarl and Chieftain levels. Uh, so for again, anybody that's listening and watching that is wanting to know more about that, the link tree link that's posted in the description and show notes of every podcast uh, contains the, the information to Patreon. So just go down there, click on that link tree link and visit me on Patreon to see what you get at the various patron tiers. Also, just as a reminder, you don't have to join at any major tier level. You can support Midgard Musings for as little as a dollar a month at the Carl level. One dollar a month, that's less than what you would spend on a cup of coffee a week. So check out those links. Don't forget to comment, share, and subscribe to Midgard Musings on YouTube. So that way you are uh, a part of these premieres every week on Thursday mornings on the YouTube channel. Make sure you're all your notifications and all that are turned on so you don't miss anything. Hail and thank you to you all for once again being here on this week's episode of the Random Heathen Ramblings podcast. And until we see each other again, may the gods continue to notice you and may your ancestors 
always smile upon you. Thank you all.